0: Euronet Plus Panorama is a weekly review of European news broadcast by our network of EU radio stations.
1: Welcome back. Once again, the European summer has been marked by meteorological disasters, with many member states grappling with floods or wildfires, and even, in at least one case, with both in quick succession. In response to the forest fires ravaging Greece the EU once again triggered its Civil Protection Mechanism, a system that coordinates the response to natural and man-made disasters at EU level. Brussels mobilised resources from across the bloc, including firefighters from member states, aircraft and supplies from its Rescue Reserve and satellite maps from its Copernicus programme. The Commissioner for Crisis Management, Yanis Lenarchic has underlined that this summer's rescue operation underscores the EU's commitment to swift and effective collective action in times of crisis. In an interview with BNR, Bulgaria's former Director of Fire Brigades, Nikolai Nikolov, expresses his admiration for the achievements and potential of the civil protection mechanism. mechanism.
0: The mechanism created its RescEU eu reserve in 2019. This was a big result based on a major analysis in the last period when Europe was struggling with unprecedented fires in Spain and Portugal. More than 100 people died and the mechanism had to establish a fleet of firefighting aircraft and helicopters to fight such forest fires. It acquired planes for medical evacuation, acquired additional medical equipment, and was extremely successful in terms of the COVID crisis alone. It has established the capacity to respond to chemical, biological, radiological and nuclear incidents. To cut a long story short, the mechanism is a very serious tool of the European Union for mutual support and protection of citizens.
1: The Commission plans to substantially expand the RESC-EU firefighting fleet between now and 2030. Having spent the summer grappling with the largest wildfires ever recorded in the EU and praying for rain, it seems unbelievable that Greece is now hit by a new natural disaster in the form of Storm Daniel, reports AMS. At a press conference this Thursday, the 7th of September... Commission spokesperson Balas Oivari clarified the role of the Copernicus system, part of the EU's space programme, which Greece and indeed Bulgaria are currently putting to use as they tackle their latest climate disasters. We are going, unfortunately, from one natural disaster to the other in Greece. So this time it's not forest fires, but uh, floods that we follow very closely. So in this context, we received a activation request for the uh, Copernicus satellite system from Greece. This happened two days ago. And of course, we are providing some satellite images in order to allow the authorities to delineate the area affected by the floods. And I'm talking about here the region of Thessaly. And just to add, we have a similar request from Bulgaria, a country which is also uh, suffering from uh, floods. So in this context as well, we have been providing uh, satellite images. The flooding that took place in Slovenia this month has been described, says Radio Slovenia, as the country's worst contemporary natural disaster. While July was extraordinarily wet, this proved to be just a precursor to the destructive flooding that damaged large parts of the country in August, causing billions of euros of damage. In early August, Dana, a Dutch tourist, was holidaying with her family at a popular campsite on the banks of the Savinja River in northeast Slovenia. One night, the flood alert sirens went off, triggering an evacuation of the campsite. Some people managed to leave by car or minibus, but there was soon gridlock and Dana's family could not get out, as she tells our Slovenian colleagues. The water just went faster and faster up and then they said no you have to leave the camp by yourself but we couldn't get out of the camp anymore so we had to go on the small I say wall mm. uh, in front of the camp and there we were some people who were standing there other peoples were holding a tree or a pole yeah so yeah it was scary. In response to the Slovenian crisis the commission once again triggered its civil protection mechanism coordinating substantial and rapid assistance. But looking beyond the emergency response, President von der Leyen was also quick to announce short, medium and long-term response measures for Slovenia under the umbrella of the bloc's Solidarity Fund, Recovery and Resilience Facility and Cohesion Fund. Commission spokesperson Stefan de Kersmarka responded to a question on this point. Cohesion policy
0: is a long-term policy which lays down funding support for a programming period of seven years, from 2021 to 2027. And managing climate change adaptation and risk prevention is a priority, both in the previous programming period and in the current one. More than 92 euro million funds were committed to flood protection measures in the 2014 and 2020 operational programme. And more than 109 million euros from the European Regional Development Fund are already allocated to investments to reduce the risks of floods.
1: With all these extreme weather events unfolding around Europe and the globe, the words climate change are never far from people's lips. In Europe, this translates into a discussion about the EU's Green Deal and the energy transition about which people of all political persuasions seem to hold strong views. Éric Maurice, from European Research Centre, the Robert Schuman Foundation believes that the Green Deal will likely be one of the biggest battlegrounds of the forthcoming European elections, as he tells Belgian broadcaster RTBF.
0: The cost of the Green Deal, in other words the cost of this transition on businesses, economies, citizens and individuals, is finally becoming increasingly clear. We know that this objective is important, but how to implement it and how to balance the costs, the constraints on governments, businesses and citizens, That's the debate today. You mentioned nature restoration. Well, that was the issue there, the cost to farmers and now we're going to have that for all citizens. We can see today that the far-right forces, or the nationalists at any rate, are starting to raise this argument about the social impact of the energy transition. We had the anti-vax campaign, and now we have the anti-Green Deal campaign, because it's a socially sensitive issue. In a way, European les gens are the big fear. Maurice
1: goes on to highlight that many politicians, including those in the centre ground, are bowing down to the concerns of farmers in order to avoid a major political shift to the right.
0: There's
1: the example of the Netherlands, which is now
0: well known in European political circles, where a protest farming party has become the leading force in the Senate and could also perform very well in the early elections in the autumn. In Germany, too, the CDU, the CSU, the center-right, is trying to regain its political leadership since they feel that this electorate, the traditional electorate, the farmers and the rural dwellers, are increasingly opposed to, or at any rate increasingly worried about, the cost of these climate or environmental measures. They literally cry wolf. Because it's also something very concrete, when a herd is eaten by an animal, there's bound to be a demand for a political response. It is clear, as we get back to the business of politics this autumn, that these centrist parties need to come up with answers, or at least potential answers, to show the public that they're looking after
1: them. Indeed, faced with the increasing damage wolves are causing to livestock... Germany's Environment Minister recently stated that new solutions should be considered to support livestock farmers faced with wolf-related damage. This constitutes a major shift in her position, according to German broadcaster AMS. A similar shift is taking place at EU level, as Commission Chief Ursula von der Leyen announced in a written declaration on Monday.
0: The concentration of wolf packs in some European regions has become a real danger for livestock and potentially also for humans. I urge local and national authorities to take action where necessary. Indeed, current EU legislation already
1: enables them to do so. In fact, the Brussels executive is considering a review of its wolf protection policy and will be collecting data to get a sense of the state of play. Thanks for listening. Join us again next week when we'll be offering our insight on what may be Ursula von der Leyen's last State of the Union address.